Looks like you've been missing a lot of work lately. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Speak Up Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Gillenwater, and this is Work Smart, where we tell you all about how to be more efficient and effective on the job. And today we are joined by Jack Altman. Jack is the CEO of a tech startup in the productivity space called Lattice HQ, L-A-T-T-I-C-E. And I came across Lattice on Product Hunt, which is one of my favorite websites, and I'm sure many of yours, which is just a place you can go to check out all of the top voted products from around the web and the best books and podcasts and things. Really slick site. Um, So Jack, welcome to the podcast, man, and congrats on the early success. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ray. So why don't we start off uh, as we usually do with your with your best work smart tip as a guy who runs a business productivity software company I'd love to hear your favorite work smart tip. Yeah, absolutely. Um so this is one that I'm still trying to get better at, but um I'm trying to get down to one touch on emails to the extent possible. So I for a long time have been somebody who would use things like boomerang to uh delay emails and bring them back into my inbox or I would leave things read and unread several times. Um, and just to process my emails uh, more quickly, I've been trying to take an action on each email when I see it. So still not perfect about this. And if you saw my inbox, it would probably tell a slightly different story than what I'm preaching here. But um, that is, that's my goal right now. And making that better has helped a ton. <laughs> okay. Actually, so let's, I have a, a whole bunch I want to ask you about your product and a bunch of other stuff, but let's dive into that for a sec. Cause I, I'm a boomerang user myself and Email still takes up a huge amount of my day, probably too much. Um, so, what, what's your what's your methodology or what's your approach? Do you have like set hours um, where you do email, and your your goal then is to take care of any email that's in front of you um, and batch it all out, or do you handle them as they come in? What's your um, do you have any discipline around that, or or a process that you adhere to? I'm not disciplined enough around batching, which I would like to move to. But um, the thing that I've done that has been helpful, which I actually stole from. Uh, one of my brothers who does this is I've tried to stop using email as my core to-do list and moving that to pen and paper. Um, and so when I get an email, I try to either uh, respond to it, archive it, or if I have a to-do, I try to move it to my to-do list, but get it out of my inbox. Um, and that's been pretty helpful so far. Uh, moving to moving to batching it would be next. But just, just trying to get down to that one touch is about as much as I can do uh, right now. It's probably not, but your one of your brothers doesn't happen to be Sam Altman, does it? That that is the brother. Oh right, okay. <laughs> so um, you were in Y Combinator with Lattice, and uh, Sam Altman is running YC, and um, that's probably pretty useful to get the right connections to make your company fly. So so that's uh, <laughs> kudos it, it was, to you, man. Thanks. It was useful. I, I I already live with him as well, so there wasn't a lot that I uh, haven't heard uh, that you know I that I got in YC from Sam, but there's a lot of other great partners there as well. So uh, the experience was was definitely worth it. Uh, beautiful, man. Well, congrats. You've, uh, you've just started your first company from the, from the looks of it and you've already started the wild ride. So exciting times to come. And, and actually I, I live with my brother as well and, and we happen to get along and work together. So glad to see that applies to you. Um, yeah. before I get too far off track, let's, let's go back to email for a sec. So, um, you're not, you're not batching, um, you're not using boomerang, you're moving your to-do list offline, which I think is super cool. Actually, I might try the same thing, except my handwriting's so bad. I, I would lose too much in translation. So, <laughs> so I've been using Google keep for the moment because that, um, that syncs across my phone and my, and my laptop. But that is a great work smart tip actually, which is to, Make sure, you know, if you do send yourself a quick reminder in an email to, to later capture that into a to-do list and put it in its proper place, 
otherwise it just clutters things up and it doesn't have any level of priority or, or urgency, which I think is, um, is not efficient. So, so good tip there. And then let's, uh, let's move into, into lattice. So let me hear about lattice. And I just looked at your site. I hadn't checked it out in a couple of months. It looks like you've, um, you've honed in on your positioning. You guys are now performance management software. Um, tell me all about lattice. That's right. Yeah. Um, so lattice came from a need that I felt in my last company, which was Teespring, uh, where my co-founder and I worked. So when we were there, I had been uh, the VP of business and corporate development. My co-founder was uh, the lead engineer there. Um, and we we both kind of got to see the company scale pretty dramatically over our over our couple of years there. Um, and so when we started, it was, you know, less than a dozen people in an office in San Francisco. And then by the time uh, we left to start Lattice, it was, I think, over 400 people across the world. Um, and so going through that, uh, we obviously got to see a lot of things that were really great. And we got to see a lot of things that were hard. Um, one of the hard things was the people management side, um, particularly as my role grew. Um, and I got to see, you know, what it was like to manage a team and then to manage managers. And also certainly for my co-founder who, you know, was then leading a team of, uh, 20 or 30 engineers, um, feeling the pain of doing people management in a structured way as a company grows, uh, was something that was just very visceral for us. Um, and so we wanted to basically set out to sort of solve, uh, people management for kind of growing in, you know, mid-stage companies. Um, and the place that we started was around goal setting. And so, um, goal, uh, basically OKRs was the system that we used at Teespring. It's one of the popular kind of goal setting frameworks that's used at a lot of companies kind of pioneered by Google and some others. Um, and we did this on a quarterly basis where we would basically go off to, um, you know, an offsite, we would plan these quarterly goals. We would come back, we'd put them on in an Excel spreadsheet. We'd get the whole company to look at them once and then they would kind of die. And that was the end of it. And then maybe we would revisit them at the end of the quarter or maybe not even. Um, and so my co-founder and I thought that these goals are actually this really important kind of keystone for how you align teams, how you keep things transparent, how you get people marching towards a directionally similar goal. Um, so, you know, for example, let's say you took a kind of company level goal of achieving a particular revenue metric or launching a particular product. There's a lot that feeds into that. So leading up to that, you might have goals from marketing around lead generation and sales around closing customers, customer success around retention, product around developing new features and things like that. And so in everybody's mind, there's sort of this, uh, it's kind of like a tree structure of these goals that you would kind of see cascading down that all sort of point up to, um, that all sort of point up to these kind of macro company goals and ultimately hopefully, you know, one central company mission. Uh, but there was, there was no good place to store this. There's no software that keeps it alive. Um, hard to see the relationships. And so we thought that we could, we could basically build a product that addressed at least just this core goals product. And so that was how we launched. And so, um, sort of at the beginning of this year, we started, uh, building the product, testing it with customers. And then in May, about four months ago, when, when you first got in touch with me, uh, we, we launched the product publicly. And, you know, since then we've just been building the product and kind of bringing, bringing more customers on board. And you've, uh, raised a bit of cash from what I saw on Crunchbase in July. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's right. So we, we, we raised a seed round, um, around that same time. So we did that with, um, a group of investors, including, uh, Thrive from New York, um, Coastal Ventures, uh, with Keith Raboy, 
uh, Slack fund. And so we've got a lot going on with Slack, which is, which has been pretty exciting for us to see how much people want to really dig into Slack as a way to sort of interface with these different tools, um, and a few other great investors. And so that's, that, that's been, uh, that's been helpful for us as we kind of got, you know, off the ground this summer. Yeah, well, I think your momentum. Um, so first of all, the the proof point that that YC gave you the nod, and then the fact that you had six hundred plus upvotes on Product Hunt, and the fact that you've um, uh, you now have investment from some top VCs, in, including Slack. I think this all demonstrates, um, and obviously, of course, the customer validation, which is the most important. All demonstrates the fact that you're solving a, a really important problem. And the reason I reached out to you was because this is something that I've seen throughout my career as well. Um, at speak up at, within our within our customers um, in my in my prior days at BlackBerry and at Verizon, in a perfect world, a company has a very clear defined mission and a strategy that um, kind of falls into or parlays within that mission. And then, as a subset of that strategy, you have very specific goals or should have very specific goals, anyways that that sort of um, apply to each department or executive. And then, as you say trickle down accordingly. So it's all fully nested and it's all um, very tight and coordinated and people aren't wasting time on things that that don't align with those objectives. Now that's ideally. <laughs> and then in the real world, you have a big mess. And, and part of the mess is the fact that there's just not enough documentation. I mean, I can't visually see what the company's trying to do. I can't visually see what my peers are up to. Um, and I can't necessarily visually even see what my own goals are necessarily at, at a company. So uh, I'm just just wondering, now that you've had a chance to work with these companies that have identified this as a problem and are trying to solve it with Lattice, how good are, are companies in your target space at, at, at doing this in the first place process-wise? Like, are they, do they have this whole goal-setting thing nailed and then Lattice just makes everything smoother and more transparent? Or do you find that in general, a lot of people kind of need help with goal-setting and Lattice helps them do that as well. Where, where, where does that fall kind of on the continuum? Um, so I think we have kind of two categories of customers. Uh, there's one that is already very good at goal setting, has done it for a few quarters. Um, they understand how it works and they've been doing it in Excel and they've been disciplined about it. And they're simply looking for software to house what they've already been doing. Um, in those cases, it's, you know, relatively straightforward and, um, they, you know, the, the, the goal setting muscle, uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase, has already been built. And then the other type of customer that we have, which is also great, um, but it's a different a different learning process, is people who realize that they need to start a goals process and they've never even done it in, you know, Excel or spreadsheets. They just haven't exercised like a goals process yet. Um, and so they're like, we want to start doing this on a quarterly basis. And we're at a size and a time in our company's life where for whatever reason, goals have become an important management technique to, you know, keep our company running well. Um, and then Lattice comes in as sort of the beginning of, of how they're going to do their goals. And so those are kind of the two profiles that work well as customers for us. Um, you know, people who are, you know, we, we don't want to spend time convincing people about sort of the importance of goals, because it's, if you are, you know, if you're a company that, you know, for whatever reason has evaluated the idea of using goals and has decided it doesn't work for you, you might actually be right. And it might be that, you know, for the size you're at or the sort of management structure you have, there are companies where for various reasons, implementing goals is actually not that critical. Um, so for example, if you're a 15 or a 20 person company, um, you usually have good enough communication and alignment and few enough things going on that, 
implementing a structured goals process is not that critical. Um, so in those cases, you know, it's, that's not who we're sort of going after. It's more the people who are, you know, they've realized goals are important. They want to implement them. And then labs can help make that a lot smoother. And I think, you know, from the, from the customers we've had so far who have moved from sort of Google apps to the software, I think it's just, it's just a different level of the ability to, you know, stay connected, to track things over time, to make sure that people don't let the goals kind of rot somewhere and can like stay up to date. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how we've been focused. Well, it's very cool that at the seed stage, you've already been able to figure out who your customer is and, and more importantly, who your customer isn't, because that certainly saves a lot of time and money. So congrats on that. Um, I was wondering if you could walk us through what it would be like from a customer perspective to discover Lattice, to set it up and to start using it successfully, like what that journey looks like, um, what the experience might be. And what some of the sort of outcomes might might uh, might result with from going through that process? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so one of, one of the things I'll caveat here is that sort of over time, and you know, we're talking a very short period of time here because this is this is over the period of you know, I guess four months since we first launched. Um, we've 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 seen that goals actually fits into a company in a couple of different ways. So one is as part of sort of a productivity suite where you could imagine goals trickling down to projects and tasks and into sort of your daily to-do list almost. And then the other is sort of as part of um, you know, people management and sort of performance management and sort of this suite around how do we keep our people aligned at a very high level staying focused on sort of the the top tasks um, and then building that into how people develop in their careers and um, how people perform at the company. Um, and so those are sort of two conceptions of goals and they actually do intersect. And so one of the interesting things about goals is that they're very much at the intersection of productivity and people management in a way that I'm not sure what other you know business processes are at that intersection. Maybe there are some, but n- none come to mind. Um, and so we've sort of seen... Uh, companies try to adopt it in both ways. And so what we've actually learned over time is that um, for us, with our background and sort of what we set out to do with Lattice, the way we had always conceptualized it was more part of the latter, uh, part of that suite of people management. Now the way someone interacts with us is say you are either typically either a founder or head of HR um, and you're looking to sort of implement sort of a system of performance management for a company, um, that's when you would sort of interact with um, lattice, um, and you would kind of come to us, you can test out the product. Um, and then you can sort of implement either a trial or you can go full out. So you can either start with the, uh, you know, start with the executive team or the management and kind of spin it up there, or, uh, you can just go full out to the whole company. And we've seen companies do this both ways. Um, I think when a company already is familiar, familiar with the sort of goal setting process, they are, they're very interested in just going straight to the whole company. And when a company is new, it often makes sense to start with a smaller group at the company and then roll it out once you've sort of exercised and aligned a bit around goals. Um, and then I think the things that, you know, we hope that companies are getting from the product are uh, better alignment. You're able to often say, you know what, we should actually cut those projects or those initiatives because they don't actually tie up into our goals. And just seeing that, I think, is the type of thing that, you know, customers get that's pretty valuable. Um, and then also it's just for for individuals, the ability to see here's what's 
here, here's what's most important for me to focus on over the coming months and kind of cut out the noise of the daily, you know, everything else I have to do. Just remembering these are the things that matter the most, uh, I think really helps people. Um, one of the analogs during when we were in YC was every couple of weeks, they would ask us to, um, basically set a goal for the, like two weeks later and then report progress on it when we came back. And just having the clarity of one or two numbers, and that was really all that mattered, allowed you on a day-to-day -day basis to say, you know, this sounds important, this feels kind of urgent, but even if I complete this successfully, it's not going to actually move one of my goals forward. That's usually a good indication to you that you can drop whatever that thing is and work on something that moves towards your goals, unless you've set your goals improperly. Um, but hopefully having those goals set gives you clarity around what you should be doing right on a regular basis. I think that's super wise. I uh, I was fortunate enough to start my career in sales in a in a pretty hardcore cutthroat environment where your weekly sales numbers and your monthly sales numbers are all that matter, and you're only as good as your last showing, um, and that that makes you focused. I mean, if you're being measured that distinctly, um, as you say, when something pops up that doesn't relate to actually achieving that goal, it's a lot easier to say no. And I think a lot of companies pay lip service to strategy and goals, and it's just one of those, they're corporate buzzwords. But I think with, with a tool like Lattice, one of the reasons why I believe it's so important is to, is to highlight and to focus on goals truly throughout the week as like, hey, this is actually what we're doing and stuff that pops up that's not related to this might be important. And let's discuss potentially changing the goals in the future. But for now, we know what we're doing and we're very focused. And if we all, if we all stay focused, we can accomplish that much quicker and, and much better. So I, I think it's it's wise, as I said. And um, you mentioned that in terms of customer adoption, there are a couple of variables. And there, there was one variable I wanted to discuss, which I find is a huge challenge just openly for me at Speak Up. And that's that's behavior change, because I can speak to a company that on paper looks like a fantastic fit culturally for Speak Up, um, they want to be more innovative. They want to um, increase bottom-up communication. They want to include everyone in ideation and problem solving. But then when it comes time to roll out, uh, people actually have to sign in to speak up and use it. And it sounds simple, but I think we're in the age of app fatigue and people are busy. And um, actually, this kind of relates to the to the meta conversation of they've got too much going on, which perhaps alludes to the fact that goals aren't clear and, and what's important isn't well-defined. But but that all kind of um, results in a lack of discipline when it comes to adopting new tools. And I, I would assume the same applies to Lattice. I, I would love to hear your, your take on that, what you're doing to, to spur engagement and how you approach that just more generally. Yeah, I think that's right. So the sort of uh, levels of sort of, you know, persuasion that you could think of when you're, you know, introducing a potential customer to a product is, um, number one, just education and belief that the thing is important. So do you under, just, you know, do you, the customer understand what the problem is? Do you have it? Um, do you believe it needs to be solved? That's kind of the baseline. Um, the next stage is believing that the type of solution that we have properly addresses that problem. So if you're feeling, you know, misaligned, um, do you believe that, you know, goal setting software is helpful or do you believe that, you know, doing company retreats is what you need or do you believe that you need, you know, whatever else it might be? So do you believe that our solution can address your problem? And then finally, if you believe our solution can address your problem, why should you choose us instead of kind of a similar product? Um, and so I think, you know, as a 
you know, constrained by, you know, people, capital, time, whatever else, startup like we all are, uh, you sort of have to make your decisions about which pieces you can tackle at what time. Um, and so you can spend time on the education piece, on the fact that you think your type of product addresses the problem or that they should, you know, once they've gotten there, uh, choose yours over, you know, maybe some other type of software. Um, and I think for us uh, to date, um, there are enough people who are educated about the problem and believe that it matters to them and, you know, feel a burning need for it, that we focus on those uh, customers for now. Over time, as we kind of build resources in terms of the team and uh, the company and the product becomes more sophisticated, then you can sort of move, uh, you know, up that funnel. But I think for now, the way we've sort of approached this is let's work, let, let, let's spend our time with the companies that, you know, have the problem, feel the pain and want a solution. Um, and then, you know, late, later in our life cycle, we can kind of focus more on, uh, you know, education and, um, you know, working with customers who maybe haven't even thought about goals, but, you know, it might be useful for them. Which as a founder is an awesome thing to have uh, a group of customers that have a burning need and a problem that they want to solve with your software right away to the extent that it takes up all of your time. So if that's the case, um, <laughs> fantastic work so far, because <laughs> that's definitely a good sign. Um, so, I was curious. You you um, you mentioned earlier about one on ones, and I was uh, I was diving into the product a bit because I know things have changed since I checked it out last, and it looks like there's um, there's a secondary feature, or, or perhaps there's there's linkage, but it appears as if I can now use Lattice to manage my team's weekly one on ones, which I think are absolutely crucial. By the way, um, I think a one-on-one -on -one manager conversation just to check in, see how things are going, make sure everyone's happy, make sure things are on track and, and actually talk about numbers is um, is a very basic, simple, but ultra effective way of, of managing performance. So tell me about that, that piece of functionality within Lattice. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's something that we built actually after the original launch um, of, the, of the goals product. And you're right, that is a sort of second sort um, silo of the product. And, um, they are, you know, the, these, these tools that we're releasing are all connected under the umbrella of people management and, you know, keeping your company aligned and, you know, you know, managing everybody's performance. And so this weekly check-ins product came from something that, uh, I've done at other points in my career, which I've always loved, which is to basically once a week, answer a similar or even the same set of questions just regularly with your team. Um, and it just provides this nice cadence. I like to do it on Fridays. I know other people do it Mondays or other days of the week. Um, but just a quick summary of what you do last week, what are you going to focus on next week? Maybe other questions like what roadblocks are you facing or what else is on your mind? Um, what's something that you're proud of that you want to share with the team? Um, and again, this is something that I think at Google they did with uh, snippets uh, where they would share this publicly. And so in our um, productization of this, we've also allowed people to share this publicly. Um, but this has actually been one of the best features for us so far at Lattice. And uh, it's something that you set your goals on a quarterly basis and you provide updates frequently, but people really have this desire to get feedback on a continual basis. And so when you provide this update to your team, it both gives you sort of your own cycle and cadence on a regular basis to share updates, to reflect, and you can look back and see how you've answered these questions week over week and what progress you've been making. And it's also a chance for your manager or others on your team to give you feedback um, in this kind of very satisfying way that keeps everybody in the loop of what everybody's working on at you know a high level, but not just at the quarterly goal level, but on a week-to-week -week basis. And so I think that layer and combination of we have these 
you know, not super long term, but these three quarter goal, these these three month goals. Uh, but we also check in on a weekly basis has been a really nice kind of combination there. So am I hearing that the the weekly check in is actually transparent? And if so, is it transparent to employee plus manager or also to the rest of the crew? So you get to choose when you submit it. You can either submit it just to employee plus manager or you can submit it publicly. And then in that case, it's plus crew. So you get to choose depending on, you know, what the culture of your company is, whether you have something particularly sensitive that week. We find that a lot of people like to really submit them publicly and uh, particularly in Silicon Valley, we see a lot of extremely transparent companies where this is something they like to do. Um, And so we see a lot of that, but we also give you the ability just to share it with your manager. Okay. Very interesting. I have a process that I've been using for the past six years or so, which is um, kind of rudimentary, but it's essentially me asking the same questions in a session that I capture in Evernote and just kind of keep to myself. So so is the benefit of using Lattice now that not only do I have prompts and just reminders to, to keep at my process, but also um, I have the ability to share that with others. Is that the, the, main, um, uh, the main benefit? Yeah, that's right. It'll do a few things for you. So for you as somebody who already does this, it'll give you a uh, basically a nice home for that process that you're already running in a place where you could run it with multiple different reports, where you could see people from around the team, where you don't have to ever forget because there's going to be an email prompt reminder. Um, and so that's one of the really nice pieces of it. The other is that if you want to instill this sort of behavior at others at your company who maybe do want it, but don't have six years of habit formed, um, this is a nice thing to help encourage others to build this habit. So I think it does both. I think it kind of helps people who already have the habit do it more easily. And then it also helps build the habit for others. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then earlier you mentioned that when when customers are trying to solve this problem, they look at Lattice and potentially other players in the space that are doing something similar. Um, I haven't done any kind of competitive analysis on this particular space, but I'm just um, peripherally aware of a few. Like I know there's there's better works and things. And just curious about your perspective on how you stack up and what what the pros and cons are for your solution versus others. And and I can tell you just just using your solution, I know that you've you've definitely nailed the design, you've definitely nailed onboarding and the the UI and the usability is, is really top notch. So I would say that's a significant advantage. Um, in terms of functionality and things, how, how do you kind of stack up? Um, so I know this is going to kind of sound like a non-answer, but it's the truth that we're, we've got enough to worry about just with our own product and customers that I spend a pretty little amount of time looking around at the competitive products. I know they're there. Um, I think a lot of them are really great. And I think a lot of them have, you know, helped sort of pioneer this space and actually sort of the way that I feel and look at this is that, um, this is all one booming market. And the more people that we've got kind of singing the praises of the importance of this type of software, I think to some degree, the better, um, you know, so I think, I think the fact that all of these softwares have sort of emerged over the last couple of years is more than anything, a testament to the fact that there's a sort of a business process that's changing, um, around performance management and goal setting and continuous feedback. Um, and I think there have been a lot of Silicon Valley players that have seen that there's a change there that has not yet been, um, kind of codified into product. And, and I think that's, that's what we're seeing with sort of the growth of HR tech. Um, so, you know, our hope is that, you know, we can get out there and build an excellent product and, we're very, very product minded. And so that's kind of where we, where we spend a lot of our time and energy. Um, but you know, to the extent that the whole market is kind of rising together, we think that's, we think that's a great thing. We think this is like a super important type of software for companies to have. Um, and so, you know, the, the way that we want to sort of differentiate 
um, is, is really on a, on, on a product level and just having something that's really simple that makes sense for the companies. It's easy to adopt. Um, that's sort of how we think. Um, but overall, you know, the, the fact that the market is, is growing and doing well is something that we're really excited about. Yeah. I think depending on what, what category you're in and what the, the level of maturity, um, the products are within that category has a lot to do with how much competition matters. Um, I know that in this space, it seems, it seems really new. So the answer makes sense to me. And it just kind of reminds me of my days at BlackBerry. I remember when I um, moved over to Singapore and was opening up the market in Indonesia, we, uh, we brought in a couple of distributors and the first thing they wanted to do is start competing with each other. So I, I got them in a room and I said, guys, um, it's wide open space. Like this market is completely untapped. If you, if you're worried about each other and undercutting each other on price, we're all going to, to feel the pain from that. But if we just focus on growing this thing, then it's going to be massive success for us all. So I, I kind of yeah. see a similarity there. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to focus on your competitor, even though they're after the same potential market when there's just wide open fields um, to, to sort of, uh, take advantage of. So that, yeah, that's right. I mean, I think if you're competing with, you know, Facebook and you're making a new social network or you're competing with Google and you're making search, like, I think those are times when the competition is something that, you know, overshadows everything that you're doing and becomes like sort of a core part of your strategy. I think when you're in a new business, I think there are so many customers out there. There are so many companies that need this stuff and it's all a new space that's being figured out that I think, you know, to the degree that the whole industry can learn from each other and, you know, have sort of a friendly kind of competition, uh, around sort of building this new category. I think, I think that is typically how these markets will play out more frequently. Yep. Totally agree. So you mentioned Slack earlier as well. And I know that Slack is one of your investors. Um, I'm a huge Slack fanboy. I think it's such a slick product and I, I spend a, a large amount of my day in Slack and I'm very interested to see where the ecosystem is, is going to evolve. And um, Slack is kind of a central control tower to your other apps is a very interesting concept to me as well. And we have some, some Slack features on the roadmap for speak up. What, um, what do you have in mind for lattice? So what's your, what's your envisioned functionality once you get all the, the integrations built for Slack? Totally. So I think that the, the way that I think about Slack and email is these are places where people are every day. And to the extent that you can not pull people out of their standard workflows, um, I think that is helpful for driving engagement, for being a product that people are happy to interact with on a regular basis. I think sort of the emergence of Slack bots that you've seen sort of is a testament to the fact that people want to interface with software um, in the places that they are when it's possible. So if you've got an update that you need to read or a small update that you need to write, um, interfacing through Slack or email and these kind of channels allows you to not have to break out of your workflow. And even though that seems like a small thing, it's actually a really big difference in terms of the amount of time saved and the habits that are formed. So today what our Slack integration does is it's, it basically posts updates about what's happened. So it posts updates. It'll also remind you that it's time to make your updates. And then, uh, the next step will be to allow you to write updates. So from Slack, uh, giving people the ability to share updates to lattice is like a obvious potential direction for us to take that. Um, and you know, it's funny the, with, with, with how quickly Slack has grown, it's, it's got to be nine out of 10 conversations with a customer that I have, um, where, where they use Slack. And so it's just been amazing to see that, that kind of explosion. Yeah. It would occur to me that, that the space that you're in and the customer that you're targeting, it's probably crucial for you to be well stitched into these identity management guys, like the Octas and the one logins and the, the Bidiums of the world. And, and also to be, uh, um, definitely 
up to speed in terms of your your Slack functionality. Are you, are you finding that to be the case? I think that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. So you also mentioned that uh, reminders are important to keeping people engaged. Um, is there is there a way as a manager? So I haven't actually used the tool with the team because I'm actually not in your your target customer base, unfortunately. Because I, mm. I would actually love to use this, but I <laughs> it doesn't fit my team needs at the moment. Sure. Um, but uh, so am I able to see as a manager if my team has updated according to plan or not? Like, do I get a, a central view on that dashboard wise? Yeah, you do. You get a you get a view as a manager of your team and all their goals, where you can see in one shot what all their goals are, when they were last updated, which ones are on track or off track, um, and that's a very popular view for managers to use. Gotcha. Okay. And then just kind of, um, I guess, zooming out for a moment, where do you see this going over the next couple of years? Um, this is uh, somehow oddly to me a new space in 2016, like the concept of actually capturing goals, making them transparent to everyone, and then ensuring everyone stays on track and updates their goals is, is sort of like, is sort of new in the business world, which doesn't surprise me too much because B2B can often be very behind uh, the times, so to speak. But where, where do you see this going? What does the future of this space hold? What, um, if you had to put your futurist hat on for a moment, um, can you share some insight on on where you, where you think this will go in the future, um, how business will evolve, how behaviors will evolve, how how the tool evolved to match those things. Just, just any thoughts would be interesting to me. Yeah. So I think that, um, the sort of directional problem that we want to continue solving is just making work a better place to be and helping companies, uh, keep the core, uh, of alignment and transparency and focus as they grow. Um, and then, you know, as a key part of that, helping their employees kind of scale with that, develop, get the feedback that they need, um, improve every single day and, you know, have the company and its individuals get better all the time. Um, and so I think what we've seen over the last couple of years with big companies doing things like, um, abandoning the annual performance review, uh, focusing on making goal setting something that's quarterly rather than annual, trying to move feedback to something that's more continuous and regular rather than, you know, this big scary process that happens once a year. I think companies are starting to adapt to sort of the new, the new standards of work, which means that people are now connected all the time. Uh, people are becoming managers very young in their career. Um, companies are distributed. Um, and companies are doing a lot of different things at any given time. Um, and so giving people a software platform that allows them to do great people management, I think is where this will go. And so whether that's through goals, feedback, uh, managing performance, having these weekly check-ins. I think that is directionally where this will head. So without, you know, n naming any specific, uh, feature implementations, like that's the problem that we need to be solving over the next couple of years. And I think where the entire market will sort of head in terms of how it manages, uh, its employees. I think that's a really beautiful thing. The fact that, um, that your broader goal is just to make work a better place to be. And I think that that speaks to my personal philosophy and, and speak ups philosophy as well, which, which is great. Um, I think gone are the days of, uh, well, for some companies anyways, where what matters are the, the things like how many hours you put in and where you are at a certain time. And some of these, uh, these non-meaty or non-objective oriented stats that that uh, were often viewed as lead indicators of success. And now we can focus more on things like goals and, and the more transparent goals are made and, and the more KPIs that are tied to goals. Um, I think it's, it's 
you can then focus on what's truly important. And and that, <laughs> that makes things yeah. less annoying for employees, doesn't it? Because that's right. You it, can either you can you can either measure the outputs, which are the goals, or you can measure your perceived inputs, which are things like, you know, often people perceive inputs as amount of time spent or number of, you know, phone calls made or lines of code shipped. Um, and when you when you instead focus on the outcome, uh, you then, you know, free people up to sort of accomplish those in whatever way makes the most sense. And that's not always by the inputs you uh, expected. And so keeping that as the sort of key measure of progress rather than the sort of uh, predicted inputs, I think is a really helpful thing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And then, um, so, so where are you within Lattice internally? I know it's still early days and the team is small, but are you, um, like for example, Shane Mack from assist who was on the podcast has like a, you know, work anywhere Friday, um, what, what are some of the early policies you have in place now and what, what do you foresee the future being for your own company culture in terms of work hours, work locations? Um, just, just curious about what kind of modern working practices you, you like and plan to implement or have already implemented. Totally. So as you could probably guess, I am, I am not, and never have been a fan of, you know, work start times, like get to the office at nine or, you know, work this many hours. Um, so I, you know, many years ago, I came from a culture of investment banking where I sort of felt the pain of these very enforced hours in FaceTime. Um, and I saw that that does not increase productivity. Um, so, you know, it's well, well, it's a small team. We haven't codified all of our sort of requirements, but in general, I would say the philosophy is that we want to hire people that really care about the problem that we're solving and are excited to work on it. And we then want to trust them to work on it where and when they want to work on it. Um, and so to the extent that we can allow people to work from home when they need to, or be remote when it makes sense, or, you know, not work one morning if they need to work late at night. Um, I think those are the sorts of things that we just want to trust our employees to kind of achieve their goals over, you know, the periods and places that make sense for them. So we very much have like the sense that, um, you want to set objectives for people that are, that are challenging. And then you, you trust them to kind of hit those in the ways that make most sense for them. Like you're not, uh, good management isn't like policing people. It's, you know, setting a clear direction on blocking them when they need help. Um, and we, we, we obviously try to live by that ourselves. Yeah. And I, I think what's, what's really cool about companies like yours that are building new tech that help companies do better is that there's this constant state of self-reflection and, and you sort of have this impetus to, to set the gold standard of what a modern company should be doing and how you should be behaving um, and that's usually reflected in the culture and then that can help influence product and that, that can help influence other companies. So yeah, I, I that anticipate, sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds beautiful. <laughs> yeah, man. So, so <laughs> all that. very, uh, rosy and optimistic, but that's, that's my view on things. Um, that's great. Are you guys hiring at the moment, by the way, where, where do people, um, go if they'd like to find out about your career opportunities now and in the future? We are absolutely. You can actually just email me jack at latticehq.com. Uh, we're pretty much looking for uh, great people across the board, but engineers in particular. Um, but um, anybody who cares about the problem and has felt this and is interested in the space, uh, we're, we're definitely hiring across the board. So we're, we're interested in talking to anybody. In, uh, in, in terms of engineers, remote is okay or San Francisco only or what's, what's the preference? Um, so the team today is in San Francisco, although we don't have um, anything dogmatic about it. And if we could find a great remote solution, we would absolutely do that. Gotcha. Okay. Well then let's, um, let's wrap up and talk tech for a minute. I want to hear a little bit about, uh, about your own personal productivity tech preferences outside of Lattice, because, uh, 
number one, that's what your company's focused on. And number two, sure. you're, you're, <laughs> you're pretty well connected to the community, especially based on who your roommate is. So, um, what, uh, what's some of the latest tech that you love? Like what, what are you into that's, that's helping you be more productive or just happier when you're trying to get stuff done? Um, so obviously I am a Gmail power user. Um, can't live without Gmail. And even though I want to get off of it, I'm still hooked to Boomerang. And I think that dependency is going to be there for a little bit longer. So, uh, Boomerang Gmail is, is certainly one of them. Um, we've recently started using, uh, so we, we for a long time had been keeping our product roadmap in Google spreadsheets. Embarrassingly. Um, we've recently started trying out Trello for this just because the Kanban view is such a nice kind of way to view that process. And, uh, that's, that's been pretty nice for the team. Um, and then in terms of other products that we use, I would say, um, moving on to Salesforce recently has been, um, one of the kind of recent adaptations that's been important and it, you know, you, you, for all the sort of clunkiness that you hear about how the tool works and how challenging it is to get kind of spun up with it, it's actually, it's actually a pretty powerful tool. And so we've actually found that to be pretty useful. Fascinating. Um, so you're using Salesforce for your CRM? We just started. Yeah. So we, we, we just, we just started and I wouldn't say we've gotten all the way spun up, but we are, we are using that as our CRM. And is it uh, Salesforce IQ or the traditional version or? We actually went with proper and part of that was because YC gave us a great discount. Um, also because a lot of people who gave us advice said, you know, you're ultimately going to need to, to go on to it anyway. And I've actually been pretty pleasantly surprised. They came out with, um, an overhaul, I think this year of the whole application. And that's been, it's actually not, it's actually not that clunky to use and it's just very powerful. So, um, I actually, I, I actually speak highly of it. Okay. Got um, it. And yeah. Then, and then, um, back to your, your Gmail addiction, which I share, so I was tied to traditional Gmail and Boomerang um, to the degree that I actually um, uh, switched to an Android phone. And part of the reason for doing that was so that I could use the Boomerang app and be more productive on the go because wow. it's that tied into my, my daily process of, of getting things done. But just this past week, I've switched to Google Inbox. And um, one of the primary features that I loved about Boomerang was to shoot the email back into my inbox if the person didn't reply. Um, and that's not a feature that I've found anywhere else. Uh, Mixmax mm. has something that's kind of similar, but um, uh, there was a couple of annoyances with that tool, so I, I stopped using it. So in any case, I, I switched to Google Inbox. Um, I stopped using Boomerang. And now what I'm doing basically is just keeping things pinned that I need to address later and also just snoozing items. Um, and so if I send an email... Uh, and I want to make sure that I follow up on that. If I don't get a reply, I'll just snooze it for two or four days later. And then if I get a reply between then and now, um, then it's sort of redundant and I just ignore it. But that, that's kind of my, my workaround. I, I'm curious yeah. what, what your use case for Boomerang is and if you have kind of similar needs. Uh, yeah, so I use Boomerang and uh, Inbox for that sort of snooze thing. And the danger there is the perpetual snooze where you just keep pushing it off for another couple of days. Um, which I try, which I try my best not to do. Um, but I think, uh, Salesforce IQ inbox, and I have to double check, but I'm pretty sure they actually do have the feature that allows you to, um, uh, bring it back into your inbox. If you haven't gotten a reply, um, I need to check, but I think that their, uh, inbox plugin that came from the relate IQ slash Salesforce IQ acquisition does come with that. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I do something very similar to you. Well, I've, I have a, a negative view of Salesforce in my head that I think is outdated, and I think it's time to look at their new product because it sounds like the, the annoyances that I had before have largely been solved based on your feedback. So, <laughs> so thanks for that, that insight. Is, 
I, th- I think you'll probably still see some stuff that you're like, this is, this is a bit heavy, but it, it, there, there's a reason that's been so successful too, I would say. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, and then the other product that I have to give a shout out to is intercom, which we use incessantly. Uh, I love that product. It's just such a great way, uh, to kind of keep track of your, uh, customers to chat with them, to give them an easy way to communicate with you. Um, I would say that's been one of the most important tools we've had so far. I totally agree. It's it's a little bit weird because usually I like tools that do one thing and do them really well, but Intercom kind of does like three to five things for us. So Yeah, and it, it does them all pretty well too. It does them all really well, man. And even their new engage feature, the one that sits on your your landing page where you can talk to customers almost like a, a retail salesperson in, in a storefront is is really good. So Awesome. Hats off to the guys at Intercom because we're yeah, uh, we're power users too, and and they've done such a nice job of of all the different features within their and, tool. And I think one of the nice things with them is when you have these, and I think to some degree we you know we want to take some cues from that with Lattice, where having a suite that's focused on a particular business function uh, is is great. And so to the extent that Intercom is able to be the one place where you're able to interact with all of your customers, and yeah, there are different products you need for different ways to do that. Uh, but having that one mental space of this is where we interact with our customers is is really powerful. Um, so we've we really liked that. With built-in analytics too, like they haven't shied away from that because they're like, oh, nope. you know, Mixpanel does that. So we don't want to be redundant. They've just given you a central place where you can do everything pretty well. Yep. So big, huge fans of Intercom at Lattice. Totally agree. Well, well, Jack, I think we're about out of time. Um, just want to thank you for for taking this this chat and, and spending the time with us here on the podcast. And um, actually, really admire the approach you took because I, I hit you up back in May and you pushed us off for a couple of months, which I think um, <laughs> speaks to the fact that you're focused and that focus in the early days is so important. Because if you let stuff leak in, as you know better than anyone, and this this is kind of the YC mantra, um, <laughs> you know, like well, don't yeah. don't raise money unless you're raising money, kind of thing. Um, I wanted to make I wanted to make sure we had something interesting to chat with you about. So you know, hopefully we can do this again in the future, and we'll have even more to chat about. Hey, anytime you want to come on again and give us some updates about uh, about this space or about your progress and about the company, we'd be happy to have you on. So so thanks again. Great, thanks a ton. And with with that in mind, um, where can everyone find you? What, give us your URL, your contact details, whatever you want to share. So the site is at lattice.hq.com. Um, you can go on there. You can self sign up for the product. Uh, you can reach out to us, and we'll you know set up a time to talk. Or you can email me directly, Jack at lattice.hq.com. Uh, would love to chat. Awesome. Well, well, thanks again, everyone, for listening to the podcast. And as always, we're sponsored by Speak Up. So if you're looking to make positive change at work and you want to engage the whole team in solving problems and sharing ideas, then go to getspeakup.com, enter your work email address, and start a free trial. We're also sponsored by Speak Up Live, which is our new tool that's replaced Google Moderator. So if you have those weekly all-hands meetings and you're looking for a way to curate questions from the entire team and have those questions be votable, Speak Up Live is a free way for you to do that. So just go to getspeakup.com slash live. And thanks again for listening.